welcome to Chip Chat, an interview series that connects you with technology experts around the issues that industry is focused on today. And now your host, Allison Klein. Welcome to Chip Chat. I'm Allison Klein. We're recording live from Barcelona at Mobile World Congress, and I'm delighted to be joined by Howard Wu, head of product line for cloud hardware and infrastructure at Ericsson. Welcome, Howard. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. I'm delighted that you made some time for Chip Chat today. It's been a big day for Ericsson, so I'm just going to start right away with asking you what the big news was for today. The big news today that we revealed at Barcelona is really this partnership with Intel collaboratively to launch the next generation data center infrastructure. Now, Ericsson has been known for a long time in the telco equipment manufacturing area. Can you tell us a little bit about what drove you to make this massive innovation towards the data center? The business case is actually quite reasonable, meaning if you think about the greater scheme of things, we see a convergence between the network side and the IT side. Mm -hmm. And with cloud, it really accelerates that process. So even from our perspective, our core customers, which are telecom operators, have been trying to come up with a cloud solution for a number of years. However, we've only been able to see really web companies do what we call hyperscale in the last five years. And the telecom operators are looking for a solution and Ericsson as number one sort of solution provider into this space, that gives us a perfect incentive to uh, explore this space together with our customers. A massive opportunity. Tell us about the vision that you have for the technology and what specifically you announced today on the collaboration. From a what we do every day, every time I explain to my children what I actually <laughs> do, I, I always tell them at the end of the day, daddy's job is to try to deliver applications to <laughs> consumers. And we all do a little chunk of that, whether it's through, you know, IAS or PaaS or whatever of the layer of the cloud that you want to live in. And for us, it's really taking what we've learned from the radio side, from Ericsson, and mm-hmm. then taking what Intel knows from the Silicon side and bringing those together to make a perfect solution for our customers that actually enables better performance better economics. Um, Let's not forget one of the biggest drivers for doing cloud is actually an economic driver. Mm -hmm. So a lot of that is around those and how do we tie everything we do differently from an engineering perspective to an economic driver. So you talked about hyperscale and, and the fact that most of the time people associate that with the largest cloud service providers. Tell me about what hyperscale economics means for the telco arena and how you think that that will transform. So if you think about sort of the longer time frame, I'm a history buff, so I take a historical view on most things that I do. If one qualifies sort of 1950 to 1980 as a mainframe era and sort of 1980 to 2010 as a PC era, then conceivably 2010 to 2040, sort of as the cloud era, so Mm -hmm. to speak. And in the cloud era, you sort of do everything differently. How do you consume applications? How do you store? How do you manage data in transit? And you have to fundamentally architect an entire different infrastructure to serve that. And one of the things that we saw the the web companies do is to do software-defined infrastructure. Mm -hmm. So how do you manage infrastructure in a way that is friendly to your software developers. And quite honestly, we've been watching our customers to either try to build their own solution in the last six, seven years from a telco operator perspective, or they try to buy sort of the existing off-the-shelf IT products. Now, the challenge there is that the IT companies not necessarily understand the business case and the hyperscale nature 
of our customers. And when you combine what Ericsson has done in the last 139 years this year, we fundamentally built one of the world's largest global infrastructure. It's just that our focus and all the services and management around that, all the analytics, the fact that we can securely dial on the mobile device and connect to any parts of the world today is nothing short of a miracle. And that whole thing, the soft skills that Ericsson has learned around deploying that infrastructure in 139 years is not something you can buy overnight. So now it's about Ericsson taking the soft skills and really applying it to the compute and data area to instead of just doing a network infrastructure, but to do the complete infrastructure side of things. So Howard, one question that I have for you as you describe this is the large cloud providers tend to be building greenfield data centers for new applications. Telcos obviously have infrastructure that is well established over decades. Software-defined infrastructure is a monumental change for them. How do you plan to bridge that divide with your customer base, and and what has their response been thus far? That's a great question, because we think one of the core competences for a company like Ericsson is our ability to manage modern plus legacy infrastructure, meaning how do you modernize your infrastructure when you have everything in legacy mode? And we can honestly say, you know, most of the web companies we see today have been around for, let's say, less than 20 years. And so their infrastructure looks rather simple when you compare to some of the telecom operators who have been around for hundreds of years. Mm -hmm. The core enablement in the next generation data center infrastructure is actually the software-defined site. That part, we've actually invested a lot into making that software entirely open. So we always say, you know, awareness is the first step to fixing your problems. If you're a typical CIO today, How do you manage your entire data center? How do you even know what type of workloads you're running, what the application, uh, how do you do optimization around that? So we've made that software entirely open, meaning we can manage any hardware vendor southbound, and we expose sort of northbound through a REST API. Mm -hmm. And, and, And that gives sort of our customers the leverage to provide services on top, as well as manage all the hardware resource pool underneath. Now, part of the announcement today was Ericsson's use of Intel RackScale architecture as part of this solution. Can you talk a little bit about what appealed to you about RSA? Absolutely. I mean, RSA, from an architectural standpoint, is exactly what cloud operators fundamentally need. If you own a data center, how do you manage to measure the application cost per megawatt, per user, per minute, down to that kind of granularity? The RackScale architecture gives any data center operator the flexibility to swap out component lifecycle at a better lifecycle management state. So mm-hmm. instead of swapping out your server every 24 months or 36 months, you now can do componentized 3, 5, 7, 10-year lifecycle management and the savings on the OPEX, not just on the component part, but how do you actually send guys in into the data center when you do a 4U upgrade, you have to send in three guys maybe. And then now with the new sleds, you can just send in one guy. Um, So there's a lot of efficiency even on the OPEX operation side of data center. And you mentioned open management approaches. Why is openness so important in an era of SDI? Well, I think the openness idea really appeals to most of the hardware vendors we see today. You can have a perfectly managed hardware interface 
if it's proprietary. But to have a C-level conversation, whether it's a CEO or CFO or CIO, the cost of business really is around spending on your technology or your IT budget. And most of these guys have no visibility into that space. So how do we enable the CEO and CFOs and the CIOs of the Fortune 2000s of the world to have a single panel view of even awareness of what does my data center cost look like, what's my power constraint, and these are sort of the fundamentally the questions that we're trying to solve. Howard, this is amazing news coming from Ericsson today. Can you give us a sense of where customer interest is and when we can expect to see some of these solutions arrive in the marketplace? We've definitely seen a ton of customer excitement because some of our customers have been trying to come up with a cloud solution. And some of the guys who actually operate and run and manage a data center, they obviously understand the pain points around that. So we've already had a number of tier one operators in touch with us, trying to get their hands on this as soon as they can. And we're just very excited to be launching this together with Intel and really addressing a market that currently doesn't have a quite a good solution. If folks who are listening online want to find out more about Ericsson's offerings, where would you send them? Go to ericsson.com slash cloud. Howard, it's been a pleasure having you on the show today. Thanks for the time. No, thanks for having me. Thank you. Visit ChipChat online at intel.com slash chipchat. And for more information on data center technologies, visit intel.com slash bigdata, intel.com slash cloud, and intel.com slash data center optimization.